change the narrative. Yes, sir. Recruited, we're gonna beat your ass every time they see us. Oh, you understand that? Yes, sir. Thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network, where the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. I said that to be candid, and you repeat it because look what happened to Trevor Howard. He was very clear that he liked really, really rough sex beating the girl up, and he didn't want to get married. He just wanted to have sex, and he still got in trouble. So we repeat it over and over. We're candid. We keep it real. And the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. But sports betting is one of those uh, – it's not gambling, right? You're using business and financial concepts to the same way you pick a stock and investment. It's the same way you pick a game. However, it is collaborative. So – I've gotten just as much good information from the folks listening to the podcast as I've given out, right? And every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. So the purpose is threefold, right? Number one, to make money. Number two, financial first aid kit. I have an MBA. I have uh, a financial services rep. I have clients worth $50 million. So I give you actionable steps so you can make money. Number three is mental health first aid kit. We're in a mental health crisis. Wife's been a successful psychotherapist for 18 years. So we incorporate basic financial uh, financial and mental health to help you, right? What's the outcome? Last two years in a row, 65, 64% NFL, up to 68, up to 70% bowl season, and then college basketball. We were at 70%. We made a lot of money this year. Uh, Chan Nolan helped me with the NCAA tournament, big money on the NCAA tournament. Thank you. And if you're the smartest, toughest guy in the room, you are in the wrong room. So you got a guy a lot smarter, a lot tougher than I am, a lot younger than I am. And we're ready to go to make a lot of money this year, help you make money. And you help us make money as we collaborate together. Thank you, Shad. Thank you for joining us on the preview, football previews this year. You have a lot of insight. We're going to make people a lot of money in ourselves and at the same time have a lot of fun. Thank you, Chad. Yep. What are your first thoughts on uh, what we've been seeing here in college football? And you've been working out with top college guys yeah. and top NFL guys. Yeah, man. So um, I'm just happy to be here and share some information and uh, and just talk about the upcoming season and uh, what kind of we think is going on. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting year with um, – with the COVID last year and all the guys coming back, um, right. you know, teams that aren't sending, you know, guys that aren't top, you know, the Ohio States and the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world that, you know, guys, you know, had an extra year to come back, but they, they were going to be high draft picks. So you're seeing those guys go, but the, the middle of the road teams, lower teams in every conference um, with all those guys coming back, I think you're, we're going to see the, the gap bridged um, right. in that level. I think we're going to see a real competitive season. I don't, I don't think, um, teams are just going to be definitively running away with it. You know, like last year, I mean, Alabama was, I mean, no one could even compete with them. We knew from week three that they were going to be the national champion. Right. Um, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be that way this year. I think it'll be a lot, a lot more competitive. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how these teams, you know, that are returning all five, you know, we got, we got a Wake Forest that's got five linemen returning. We got a Boston right. College that's got five starters returning, four guys that have all ACC honors. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see how those teams can, uh, you know, 
can't compete, you know, and uh, especially in the ACC, but, you know, Clemson's just such a top dog. You know, this it's just ripe for for another two, team or two to, to become a, a, a top team in that conference. You know, it's just – it's wide open. But uh, once, you know, you go Clemson, you go underneath Clemson, it's wide open. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, because you have your blue bloods and then you have uh, developmental programs. So now with those guys, the developmental guys, maybe guys who weren't, aren't going to be in the NFL, but, man, they work hard, hard. They develop their bodies and they get themselves in great shape to play. Now this year they have an extra year to play. And that's what we were noticing last night with the AAC. Uh, there's a lot of guys coming back on teams, right? Another thing to your point is that timing is everything. And I was thinking why, and I'm glad I delayed uh, the, the start of the podcast like a couple of weeks because I got a lot more insight on what's going on. And why did Alabama, I mean, um, Oklahoma and Texas picked this timing, right, to say that they were going to move to the SEC, even though this has been in the works for a while. And to, to Chad's point, it seems like they knew they were going to tack on some losses this year. Keaton's in his first year, but you're saying with other teams get to develop because now the talent right advantage goes shrinks because hey, right? Yeah, we have a fight between old Snellenberger snuck into the locker room, Louisville against Florida State in the yeah. early 90s. And Snellenberger said, Hey, if there's a fight between guys who had to work for scholarships like us between guys that were given scholarships, who would win, right? It's the whole thing of working harder. So if a team collectively has worked harder than a blue bud, they're probably going to beat them this year, regardless of the talent. And then guys saving themselves for the NFL. So we're going to start with uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. They have 126 starts on the offensive line, right? Offensive line controls the game. Louisiana, 18 out of 21 covering because that big offensive lineman. A lot of career starts coming back the last two years. Uh, teams recruit, and you can talk to this, uh, Chad, in two-year cycles. So last year's cycle, uh, pretty much the worst Oklahoma team I've seen in a long time. They went 9-2. and two. Uh, yep. They barely beat uh, Iowa State. Yep. And I think they were underdogs in that conference championship game as well maybe right. not but it, it was like we covered was, no yeah yeah, yeah 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 they covered though yeah yeah I mean, it was uh i think it was like they were like minus five you would think against iowa state they would be higher and actually i was yeah state that's covered actually so we yeah, knew why right. State was going to cover because uh their coach campbell will get to them i'll coach them right so they have that and they return uh eight on defense Seven on office. So they are a blue blood team that should have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in the up cycle of their two-year uh, cycle. Yep. Should be uh, one of their better defenses, I think, in the last 10 years. I think the defense right. is going to be very impressive for them. And you always, we always look at uh, fundamental analysis, uh, corporate governance, right? When you're uh, measuring a stock, there's going to be Lincoln Riley, who's thought of as eventually an NFL coach. Uh, Alex Grinch is going to be your defensive coordinator. He's brought up there to get them a legit because they've, they've had great offenses, but not a legit defense. So this defense uh, is going to be 
the best they've had in a while, as Chad's saying, and it's supposed to get them to a national championship. What are your thoughts on Oklahoma Sooner, Chad? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see because they, you know, they're the front runner with, with the, with guys coming back, you know, Iowa state, um, you know, Texas, TCU, um, Oklahoma state, that'll be a really interesting game. I know Oklahoma state, you know, in Oklahoma, that Bedlam rivalry is, uh, is big time, you know, it's a huge right. rivalry and, uh, you know, Oklahoma state's got that one marked on the schedule and, you know, right. you know, they got a lot of guys coming back. Um, so yeah, it'll be just it'll be interesting to see how if Oklahoma can run the table there. I I do think a big reason why they want to go to the SEC. I mean, how many Big Twelve championships in a row has Oklahoma won? Five or right, something like that. And, and Texas hasn't been a factor, and they've been uh, Oklahoma's been let's take a look at this. It's been like twelve and two the last three years. Yeah, so. What my my point about them going to the SEC is, I just think that uh, you know, with five Big Twelve championships, six in a row, you know, and they have no national championships, right? So right. it's kind of shown that winning that Big Twelve isn't really doing too much for them in the national scheme of, you know, and Lincoln Riley's trying to take that next step. You know, he's is a great coach. You know, he's getting that NFL stuff, but I I think he wants to win himself a national title. You know, that's his goal. The Big Twelve championship is great. He's done it over and over, but um. I think going to the SEC, you know, they know if they can go win that conference, um, their chances of winning the national title, winning the SEC are a lot higher than being the Big 12 champion. Right. So, right. And, and then this year's going to be interesting because uh, we don't look as much at who's going to win the game as who's going to cover the spread. So, October the 2nd at Kansas State, we got to see what kind of team Kansas State has. But now that they've screwed over the guys in the Big 12, I'm talking about assistant coaches. I'm talking about uh, referees. Now they have an uncertain future, right? Uh, All these guys love stability. And they all have stability in their main jobs, in their main careers. But they like stability all over the place. So when they go to Kansas State, they are not going to get that call. At Baylor, they're not going to get the call. And then at Oklahoma State, they certainly are going to get the call. And coach who's been coaching 17 years is a coach 25 years, right? And something oh fascinates me that you can speak to Chad is holding plays in your back pocket for your rival. Yeah. And Oklahoma State is going to have some stuff in there. Regardless, let's say Oklahoma State has a bad year. They're three and nine going into this game. They're still going to have some things in their back pocket and they're not going to get the call there. Yeah. So I'm going to be looking hard at Kansas State covering, right? And then uh, at Oklahoma State. Yeah, no doubt. Because, I mean, Oklahoma, that coach at Oklahoma State knows, you know, if you go three and nine, but you beat Oklahoma, you had a right. hell of a year. Right. You know, the boosters and the fans, I mean, that that's, you know, that's that's the biggest game. You can go one and ten. You beat right. Oklahoma, we're, everyone's happy right. for a whole year. So, yeah, they're definitely going to save – their best game plan and stuff. They're not going to show certain stuff. Um, they're, they're that's going to be, um, you know, they're, they're going to throw everything they they have at them that game. Yeah, and it could it could be very high implications. I mean, that could be first and second play. I mean, those could be the top two teams in the Big Twelve, in my opinion, going into that game. I right. think whoever wins goes to the chance playoff. of that. Right. Um, 
And then you're right about the good defense. A lot of these games you take a look at, uh, you got to fade maybe the under because uh, those lines are going to be inflated. Oklahoma, everybody's going to be talking about. What are your thoughts on this Rattler kid, the quarterback for them? He's frozen, but we'll get him back. I don't think that quarterback is really that great. And I could see these games going uh, under. Yeah, I was asking, what, what do you think of their quarterback? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, on 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 paper and what he did in high school and the hype he's had. I mean, he's had a ton of hype coming in. Um, you know, he's he he throws a good ball. He's athletic. I mean, he checks off every single box you uh, that that you're looking for. Um, you know, this will be a big year for him to take that that step, you know, and uh, be, a, you know, be a leader and, and, and carry that team to the national championship, Heisman. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting with the new NIL that these players, you know, I, I believe he's right. going to get around half a million dollars this year wow. as a he's already got, uh, you know, he, he hired an agent already wow. that's getting him deals and he's already got stuff lined up like that. So um, it'll wow. be interesting to see how that that factor plays off, you know, does that affect him mentally where he's like, you know, I'm already right. that going to make, make him take a step back and really pushing himself to be the best he can be. Or is he, is he, is he going to be unaffected and just not even that not right. even matter and just, you know, grind and study and, and love be you know, love the game um, more than he loves the money. So that'll definitely yeah. be a factor to look at. That's a, yeah. Definitely a factor to look at. And since they have so much talent in Oklahoma, if he's like that, uh, Coach Riley won't be won't uh, would hesitate to send him down, right? Mm-hmm. So, so at Kansas State and at Oklahoma State, you never bet blindly. Always do your research. The second rule of betting. Now we got Coach Matt Campbell. Uh, he is a great developmental coach. But remember, these guys go in two-year cycles. So he goes uh, eight and five, seven and six, nine and three. So look for him to go back to like a seven and six year. And when you look at the offensive line, they have 30, uh, 93 career starts coming back. So it'll be interesting to see in the quarterback. Um, I know from Lakewood High School, when I went to high school, there's always great players coming out of there. The Shakur twins, um, wide receiver at uh, Rodney Adams, wide receiver over there, the your Minnesota Vikings, and uh, the Green Bay wide receivers uh, all came from Lakewood High. They have TJ Tampa on that team, but I don't see him as a starter, so they're still developing him. Uh, I see them taking a step back, and to me, they're like Cincinnati where they did well last year, and their lines are going to be inflated this year. So look to go the other way uh, with Iowa State this year. What are your thoughts, Chad? Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, like in the Big 12 preseason, um, the odds, to, you know, the, the preseason odds, I think Iowa State is the second best odds behind Oklahoma. Right. Um, and I think they're significantly the second – ranked team but I, I i don't see them as the definitive second team um i see 
I see Texas, uh, I see Oklahoma State, I see TCU, um, all kind of being pretty even. I don't think Iowa State really has them edged out by, uh, you know, I think that those are going to be pretty even, even games. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're a team that's going to be heavily favored against uh, teams like that, even like a Texas Tech. Right. Um, you know, that, that would be, I think, definitely go, you know, if you're, if you're getting over a touchdown and, you know, if you're getting seven and a half, ten and a half, I would definitely be looking to go the other way against some of those, uh, those top half of the big 12 teams against Iowa state. Yeah. They do have 11 guys coming up back on offense and nine on defense. Uh, so, but they're not the most talented guys in the world. That's why they're coming back. So, those inflated lines are not going to cover. They might have a good year. They might make a run, but they're not going to cover those less points. Yeah. They will, they, they, they will be overvalued for sure at the beginning of the the beginning of the season, no doubt. And depending how they do, they might come down from there, but. Right. And and teams like that have to have a lot of things in their back pocket for the end of the season because they have to beat you with scheme as well, because they can't just come out there and just out town to you. Now, one team they can, uh, it's I guess those are the only two blue bloods in the Big 12, right? That's why they're going to the SEC. It's your mm-hmm. Texas Longhorns. So your Texas Longhorns, uh, they have, let's see here. They gave up 23 sacks last year. Kyle Flood, who was the head coach at Rutgers, is coming back, so he'll be good. For them, he's a great schemer. He has the talent now. He's going to be a lot of talent that he had in Rutgers. They only have 71 career starts. So they, their athletic director knew they were going to take some losses. Yeah. And they talked to Oklahoma and said, okay, let's announce it before the season. Because we announce it with Texas getting four or five losses. You don't have as much value as you do announcing it now. Yeah. And I definitely – I think – their win over under for the season is set at eight, eight right. and four. But yeah, I think I see them probably seven and five going under eight. Right. If I had to pick, you know, pick a side, just um, in shooting. A, in right the beginning now. of the season, uh, this is a very good pick against them. Against Sark. Sark is a great recruiter. And at Alabama, yes, he did great with yes, get the nose, but he had an NFL team. <laughs> so not it's the Jimmy's in the just not hard to be a great offensive coordinator when you had those amazing yeah. wide receivers that couldn't yeah. be covered. And, right? and, and that's NFL what he wants draft pick gets a and, quarterback for sure. That's, that's what he's gonna want to do. He's gonna want to throw it around like that with athletes, but I I just he's not going to have those athletes in year one that, that he needs to run the right. offense that he wants to run. Right. Um, but then Ellinger, you know, he's a, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's definitely going to be a, a top two, three quarterback in that big 12. But he's, not, he's not back. He's out. He, uh, he's out. Foolish, yeah. He foolishly went into the NFL and he's going to have a new trigger man. So look at Louisiana, the first game, we're going to look and we're going to see how many guys Louisiana comes back to have Napier. Who's a hell of a coach. Great offensive coordinator at uh, Arizona State. He's a Nick Satan guy. Uh, Louisiana could cover the spread. So, yeah, yep. quarterback battle before these unknowns, Hudson Card, Casey Thompson. Uh, so, Louisiana's going to have a shot. And at Arkansas, 
right now I'm looking at Arkansas. I love the Arkansas coach. We'll talk about it later when we do their preview. So, man, I'm liking going against uh, Sark, who really, when he plays, uh, go, every, every time he goes against a coach with equal talent, mm-hmm. uh, he always gets outcoached. I haven't seen him as a head coach be able to outcoach the other guy, either at Washington or USC. He just comes off from learning from uh, Nick Saban. But really, Nick Saban's thing is they they recruit the top 25 guys. And they, they're dual, right? They're great at recruiting blue blood, and they know how to develop players. Just as good as a, you know, a Matt Campbell can. Any, thought, any further thoughts on those Texas Longhorns? No, it's awesome. Got yeah, we got great analysis, man. That's good. We got got your Texas Longhorns, and you can monetize them. They seem we'll look at. It's going to be the TCU Horn Frogs. What I love about them is their coach. Their coach is a great coach. He does more with less. And uh, Horn Frogs return 10 on offense, 8 on defense. And let me take a look here. If he get, yeah, he's at Oklahoma. He's got Texas at home. So that October 2nd Texas game, he's going to have the call from the rest on average. Uh, he's a great defensive-minded guy. I see him shutting down Texas. And again, the two-year cycle, especially with a guy like that. He's going 7-6, seven 5-7, and 6-4. Six, and and six and so look for a big year out of TCU. And they return... And with TCU, the way the, the coach thinks, um, career starts on the F of the line are huge. He only has 77. So what that means is a lot of these games are going to go under with TCU. And at home uh, against Texas, that's a recruiting game too. So he's going to put all the marbles there. He wants yeah. to go into recruiting nature saying, hey, we beat Sark. Why are you going over there, Sark? Look, look how we beat Sark <laughs> last year. Why are you going over there? You're from uh, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Man, you need to come with me here to t- TCU. What are your thoughts on that, on the Horn Frogs? Um, you know, I don't have too much to add, but yeah, I, I, I would say look for them to have a a good year, a, a up year. Um, right. You know, an eight and four, a nine and three. Uh, I think they have very, very good potential to end up in the Big 12 championship game. I think oh, they're yeah. a contender to end up in that game. Um, so that's about that's all I got. Yeah, because you go 67, 11 and 3, 6-7, 5-7. Last year you kind of throw out. Got like the him is probably planning for this year. And with 10 on offense, 10 on defense coming back, man. Look for the horn frogs to do well. Do your research, but I mean, I love that Texas game on September 20th, on October the 2nd. Uh, Texas is probably going to be looking uh, forward to the Oklahoma game. So look for Texas, uh, Christian, the Horn Frogs to cover and have that game go under. Uh, one of my favorite teams for years has always been uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They have, Interesting offense. And it's one of those universities, like we're talking with the AAC, where Fred Smith, the owner of FedEx, Cortota, the owner of the hotel chains, the Palms, 
uh, runs the Houston program, these billionaires. This is Boone Pickens, Boone Pickens University. He's a billionaire, and he's the one who paid for this program. I always look at coach's body language. I like the way the coaches, this coach's body language looked. He looked kind of happy in the beginning. So he knows he has good players coming back. Mike Gundy in his 17th season. He has 103 career starts coming back on that offensive line. Uh, they got five on offense, eight on defense. So it's important for them because they always have a bad defense. They have a lot of guys coming back on offense. For him, I think it's irrelevant. He only has five guys because he has so many uh, career starts on that offensive line to control things a little bit. He's this, always this been Oklahoma, good at coaching up. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. yeah so they uh, he does a great job of recruiting and coaching up uh, skilled players, right? Including Des Bryant back in the day, Justin Blackman, guys like that. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, but he's really rigid in his ways. He always kind of loses to one of those Iowa States. Uh, he went eight and three. That's what he does every time. Man, his losses were to Texas, Oklahoma, and TCU. So that TCU game is what I'm talking about. He had more talent than TCU, but he got a coach in that game. So you're always going to see that. You're, you're going to cover a couple times where he lets out and wins. Uh, but the big games, it's always going to be super legit. So we already talked about Ben Lump because Oklahoma at home is going to get the call. Uh, betting against them, you have to look at Texas Tech, Luke Poor, at West Virginia, right? At Iowa State. But uh, early in the season, Boise, against Boise State, that's going to be a really good game. Yeah. And then you got to fade the under on him because they always like to go over Oklahoma State. What are your thoughts on Oklahoma State? Um, I think I can't remember the quarterback's name, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see. I think a lot of their success this year, because um, the defense I think is going to be really good. Right. Um, is a lot of their success is going to be. I'm interested to see how he looks week one, week two, week three, how he takes care of the ball. Um, if he goes and has himself a great year, I mean they. They're they're very likely to end up in the Big Twelve Championship game playing in Oklahoma right. or Iowa State, um, and also too I think uh, just that that defense in camp for that for that that quarterback going against that defense, um, right. you know, every day in that fall camp, summer ball and fall camp coming up, I you know should should set him up uh, for for a good season, um, you know, going against one of the top Big Twelve defenses every day in practice, I think. Right. Should, to benefit them in the long run. So I'll be really looking early in the season, the first few games to see how that offense is clicking, clicking and really uh, focused on the trigger man, see how he's operating at all. Yeah. We're talking about Spencer Sanders. Yeah. And that's, and that's what coach Gundy specializes in quarterbacks. He's got that guy at Pittsburgh that came out of Oklahoma State. He always gets a good quarterback out of there. So that is your Oklahoma State Cowboys. From that, we go to the West uh, Virginia Mountaineers. They return nine on offense, eight on defense. But what concerns me about them, because this is a developmental program, two things concern me. The assistant coaches here are freaking out, all right? Uh, West Virginia only has about 1.8 million people. So now mm -hmm. that their conference situation is in flux, nobody thinks that 
Oklahoma and Texas are going to wait the four years, you know, figure out a way to get out of it. Then West Virginia has to find a spot. Yeah. Probably going to go ACC, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if they go to ACC or ACC, uh, the coaches will feel fine. They'll pay their contract. But if they end up in the Mountain West or if they end up in um, with a bad deal, they're going to have to fire all the coaches and get hired coaches that will take one or two hundred thousand dollars a year less. Right. Uh, so they're in flux. They only have uh, 54 career starts coming back. Let's see how they start the year. They start in Maryland, Long Island, Virginia Tech. If they go, let's say they go into the Texas Tech game one in three, things can go really south for uh, West Virginia. Watching them play, they've always had all these transfers, and now they're gone. Uh, who knows when they're coming back? And Neil Brown. I think this is a destination job for him because he was at Troy. He was doing really well. Then he takes this job here uh, and he goes five and seven, six and four. It's a very mediocre. And they're in a tough spot with that really young offensive line in the first four games. They got Maryland, Virginia Tech, and Oklahoma. So this is a team you look maybe to start bidding. Um, against embedding these unders with West Virginia. What do you think, Chad? Um, yeah, I don't have too much input more on top of what you said of, with West Virginia, but yeah, it'll uh, with what's going on with them, they are set up for kind of a uh, a downward spiral if things right. start off bad. I could see them really, uh, really having a tough year. Um, but yeah, those those first few games we tell them. But yeah, I think you hit it on the head with that. That's all I got. Yeah, uh, Texas Tech. Uh, the COVID was strange, right? So they got eight coming back on defense, eight coming back on offense, and the job that Matt Wells is a terrific coach, but his job is really rebuilding that defense. Texas Tech always gets good uh, offensive players, but they had to totally change the scheme on defense. And last year, they gave up 33 points to our guys at Houston Baptist. We had uh, Ratlap played on there. Uh, 63 to Texas, 31 to Kansas State, 31 to Iowa State, 62 to Oklahoma, TCU 34, uh, Baylor 23. I guess they played well. It was just that Baylor, Baylor offense was that bad. And then they gave up uh, 50 to Oklahoma State. And then Kansas, uh, who knows? Kansas is horrible, right? Uh, 13 points there. Uh, how, how well did these guys improve? And what freshmen uh, are they bringing in on that defense? As far as the offensive line is concerned, they got 84 career starts. Not a lot. So it's going to be tough for them to start against Houston. Look for Houston and light them up. To, you know. Really light them up first game of the season, and then for Texas Tech to get right against Stephen F. Austin and FIU, even though FIU has uh Bush Davis who won a national championship NFL coach, Groot's well, but they should beat that game. And then Texas is going to be very important for them, uh, to see how the defense has improved, right? And at West Virginia, they should win that game. Uh, 
I see them again, middle of the road team, um, probably getting blown out again when they play at Oklahoma. And uh, that's it. it. Every other game, it should be competitive. The only game I see them getting blown out is October 30th at Oklahoma. And uh, that's a team you really have to – the only certain game – it's always a trade-off. The only certain game I see is that Houston will cover that game. And since Houston comes from the AAC, it takes Tech from the Big 12, uh, you might see an inflated line. You might see Houston um, as a dog in that game, which was crazy. And then Houston has an offensive coach to look for Houston in the over September the 4th. Any thoughts that- on uh, Texas Tech? That game's in Houston, right? Yeah, the game is – well, actually, it's going to be a neutral site game in Texas. Oh, okay. Do we know the stadium yet or no? Yeah, it's going to be right in Houston. So, t- basically, it'll be a home game for Houston. Yeah, okay. Um, I think all I got is I think Texas Tech is just a big – is a wild card for me. I could right. see them – I could see them going seven and five, eight and four, uh, having a pretty good year, and I could also see them going three and eight. You right. know, win three games, so they're they're just kind of that wild card team for me uh, that I'm kind of just gonna be watching early on to see how it's swinging. Um, but I think, yeah, they can they could go either way. Right, and then uh, that Texas game is gonna be a lot because even a close loss is fine. And then they go to West Virginia, and if they're wounded though, if they're like two and four going into TCU, TCU will roll them. So that coach does not play around at TCU. One coach that I watch a lot, I think he does a great job, is uh, four-time FCS national champion Chris Kleiman at at North Dakota State. A lot of people thought that North Dakota State could be in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. He's pulled some big upsets in his first years there. Big problem here I see is 53 career starts on that offensive line. Developmental teams really can't afford that. Then they only have uh, six returning starters on defense. Uh, they really need that development. Last year they go uh, four and six after going eight and five, so they go five and seven, eight and five, four and six. They did have big wins in that uh, five and seven year against Oklahoma State. Uh, eight and five year they beat Oklahoma forty eight forty one. So, coming off of COVID, they've had a lot of problems with a very poor state, Kansas. Uh, I'm not looking for big things out of uh, Kansas State. Again, always do your research. We got them at Stanford first game of the season. So, again, man, we're we're anti-degenerate gambling. Don't be betting Kansas State games unless you've done your research. Yeah. And uh, I think our trigger, trigger man is going to be all right. Uh, Colin yeah. Klein. I think they'll have some wep- it, weapons yeah. on offense, too. Their offense might have yeah. some, some explosive capabilities. Right. I look I look for them. I don't look for them as a anywhere close to a contender to make the Big 12 championship, but I do think they are going to have one or two upsets against yeah. – uh, Oklahoma, a Texas, you know, right. a, a TCU that's having a really good year, Oklahoma State that's having a really good year. Um, they're a team, I think, with that that, that could uh, could knock knock a team off that's overlooking them. You know that right. uh, that look ahead spot. You know, when 
Texas is coming in to play Kansas State or, you know, TCU is coming in to play Kansas State. And right. next week, you know, they got Texas or Oklahoma and they got a, that right. look ahead spot. With Kansas right. State, I think, could make you some money this year. And that, that's a team I, I will be looking in that, that look ahead spot. I think uh, that they'll cover in those, those type of games. I 100% agree. Uh, Stanford, you got to look at it. Stanford never covers it at the beginning of the season. And then October the 2nd, Oklahoma comes to Kansas State. And remember, Oklahoma's not going to get the call against Kansas State, especially yeah. Kansas State is making a run at. Yeah. Right? yeah, especially you're getting more than two touchdowns spread. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus you 15. Gotta go, you got to go Kansas State. Right. What's the key number? Uh, plus 15, you got to go Kansas State. You got explosive guys, so watch them win a couple shootouts there. We go the famous Big 12 over. Yep. Then you got the Baylor Bears. See, that's the last two teams, the Baylor Bears and Kansas. Uh, I think it's a disaster city for Baylor. Uh, they have Dave Miranda, great defensive coordinator, first-time head coach, goes two and seven. Uh, Matt Rule went eleven and three with them, but this is a developmental program. Uh, the only time they really won ever was maybe thirty years ago with Grant Taft and uh, Mike Singletary. And then with Art Browse that we know now was cheating, doing crazy stuff and getting, you know, guys literally uh, who were gangbangers on the team that couldn't go anywhere else. And then you got Matt Rule. He did it the right way. He rebuilt it, but he left for a reason. He left a cushy uh, $5 million job for a reason to go to the NFL. Uh, I think if he, he, he being as conservative as Matt Rule is, that if he thought, that he could have uh, long-term success, he'd make the money because the money will go a long way in Waco, Texas. Aranda seems like a guy who's a great defensive coordinator, but he really doesn't have shops as a head coach, and now things will get worse in recruiting where they don't know where they're going to go. They're not an attractive ship to go to the Big Ten or go to the ACC or anywhere. AAC doesn't even want them. So th- these uh, assistant coaches are in flux. They're looking, they're more focused on looking for a job than the game plan at Baylor. And then you look at their offensive line. Uh, they they return 10 on defense, which is good because Aranda is a good defensive coach. Uh, but they only return, well, 95. Only return 95 career starts. Uh, start at Texas State, Texas Southern, Kansas, Iowa State. At home, let's say they're, let's say they get lucky and they go three and one, four and zero. Oh, they go at Oklahoma State. Then you're looking for a game like that. There, where they're going to get blown out. What are your thoughts, Chad? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much more input on top of that with Baylor. I haven't had a good look at them this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think everything you said, I, I agree with. So, yeah, and look for the under in those games. Then mm-hmm. another disaster is going to be Kansas. Kansas is a better spot because they have a great basketball program. So, they're pretty much either going to go to the Big Ten or the AHC. Their football program is a complete disaster. They have eight coming back on defense, eight coming back on offense. Les Miles, one of the jobs as a head football coach in college is to find people jobs. 
So he took it a little too far. He said, uh, if a co-ed would sleep with him, he would find, make sure she got a high paying job when she left college. And that caught up when he gets fired. They bring in Lance Leopold from Buffalo. He's again, like Chris Kleiman, one of those guys that won a lot of uh, lower division uh, national titles, right? That means he doesn't even go to sleep at night. All he think, he's thinking about is scheme, how to beat the other teams. Uh, he'll, he'll have a couple of games he'll cover this year that you don't expect. So take a hard look at him. Uh, and Les Miles, especially if you don't like him as a person, he does know how to recruit. He's got a couple of Notre Dame transfers on the offensive line, and I'm trying to see how many career starts they have. Only 54 career starts. So that spells disaster. Uh, South Dakota's good uh, FCS team at Coastal Carolina on a Friday night. Man. <laughs> I'm curious to see what that line's going to be. Exactly. Look for uh, <laughs> Coastal Carolina to roll them. That's a lot of people are yeah, going to pick the game in Kansas. If Kansas is favored in that game, you got to go Coastal Carolina. If you, I like them to win by 14, let alone give me points. And you know me, man, after this podcast, after we uh, shut it down, I'm going to look for that line. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Baylor, it, it, this is going to be a good game for Baylor. So look for the Jayhawks to go under. And, man, as far like Coastal Carolina, look for them to get blown out. That's yeah. all I got on these uh, Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. One one thing I'll add I thought was funny, uh, they, they, they weren't able to make it to the Big 12 media day that I believe was in Dallas, but uh, they had some type of, I don't know, car issues or weather issues, but out of the 12, the, all the teams in the big 12, the only team that couldn't make it there was, was Kansas. So I don't know if that's going to be a reflection of the year they're going to have, but I thought that was funny that uh, it took about half halfway through the day before anyone even realized they weren't there at the well, media day. Man, yeah. Football, <laughs> you got to be, detailed and organized and they definitely aren't and then resources this guy just got there he wasn't planning to be there in covid but the coach gets fired out of nowhere yep. for uh trying to get covid jobs only if they sleep with him yep so we'll start we'll go with the agency so that's your big 12 man it's a lot of money to be made in a big 12 especially using the information we gave you on this podcast, and I'm going to clean up the uh, transcripts and use it myself from picks. Uh, encourage you to do the same. So, your Clemson Tigers, so you have your Blue Bloods and you have the developmental teams. Blue Bloods can win with just talent alone, raw talent, but then you have Nick Saban who can develop teams as well as a Chris Kleiman or Lance Leopold have to do, right? They, they do both. And a program that does both is your Clemson Tigers. Good old Davil Sweeney. He's good old boy Christian guy. A lot of that shine's going off, man. A lot of that act's going off, but we don't care. We don't judge the man. Uh, he returns. Let's see. Now, uh, doesn't matter how much I develop, I can't play basketball against an NBA player. So, it's not as important how many career starts to come back, but it is important when they play the better teams. And they only have 37 career starts coming back. 
They have a new trigger, man. Remember what we said about two-year cycles? Uh, for them, the two-year cycles is whether they win the national championship or not or get into the national championship. Even on the off year, these teams get into the playoffs. Uh, they went. They go 15-0, and 14-1, 10-2, 5-3 turning on offense, 9 on defense. So the defense is going to have to carry the day. Look for a lot of these Clemson games to go under. That Georgia game and Charlotte to begin the year, definitely going under. Both coaches have bigger fishes to fry later on in the season, and they can recover from a loss. Uh, What are your thoughts, Chad Nolan? Yeah. um, I mean, with a program like that, you hit it on the head that starters coming back for them is is not a uh, as big of a factor as other teams that are blue blood. They they're gonna reload, like you said. As much as you develop, you're never gonna be the NBA guy. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the trigger man is uh, he the DJ. He came in against Notre Dame last year, right? Right. That's the guy. So I mean, uh, he I've seen him play out here in high. He's from St. John Bosco High School out here oh, in wow. Southern California. So. He's a he's a southern he's an Orange County guy so uh, right. I, I mean I, I think he'll he's gonna pick it up I, I think he's he's first that's round right. talent that's right so, now I remember yes yeah so I think uh, I think their 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 offense should 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 pick up pretty fast I'm not a I think it'll be the a normal Clemson team that we're used to seeing I don't think there'll be too much uh, too much drop off from from Trevor Lawrence I mean. Trevor Lawrence is, it was a stud, you know, was was an amazing player. But I, I think that he's he is the a talent that can come back come in and uh kind of keep it rolling from where it was and not have too much of a drop off. So like he did in that Notre Dame game, you know. They did they did they lose that game or did they pull that one out? Did he go to overtime? I know they it was lost. A, they, lo- they lost the regular season game and then uh Clemson he, blew him out, but did not cover it, did not cover at one point. I think yeah. tanked the second half. That's right. Right. And then over overrated Notre Dame quarterback. But yeah, yeah no, it's gonna be interesting first game of the season. It's gonna have uh John Bosco against Modern Day, right? Yeah. Uh, JT Daniels. Yeah, your quarterback for Georgia. Georgia's Trinity, gonna be loaded up. A Trinity League rematch. <laughs> Craziness, man. Craziness. Yeah. Uh these elite. Uh, quarterbacks here in Southern California are not going to USC or UCLA. They're going down no. south to play in this uh, league. But supposedly the the, the kid from uh, Alabama, I forgot what uh, big-time uh, Southern California program he came from, he's already got a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's not. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll 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 put it in the episode notes so this kid, because they all look the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. They all you're all tall, they're all on the you know, on the money, they all have the right read, they all say the right things in interviews, they're all yeah. like clones of each other. So they stay yeah, well, in the same side of Bryce Bryce Young, right? Bryce that's Young, hundred percent, yes. Yeah. That's Sarkeesian. Yeah. Have you seen him play, Chad? Uh, I haven't seen him play. I've uh, I know the a quarterback coach that my brother trains with out here in Southern California. That Bryce would be out there a few times, so I've seen him throw a couple of times. Yeah. He's I mean he's an amazing talent for sure. Right. I've never seen him play live, but yeah, I mean I, 
I know the quarterback coach he's working with is a, you know, a, a great right. coach and, and gets his guys right. And uh, so I know he's, uh, he's, he's prepared and, and uh, he should be ready to, ready to go and, and, and to pick up where Mac Jones left off and keep, keep the tide rolling. Oh yeah. Big time. And he's a dual threat threat too. So he can run better than uh, Matt Jones could, yep. which Nick Satan loves. Yeah. Uh, good developmental coach is Dave Dorson from the North Carolina State Wolfback. They got 10 coming back on defense, not on offense. Uh, they only have 73 starts on that offensive line, which gives me some hope to where I graduated from the University of South Florida. We play them on a Thursday night, September the 2nd. Uh, again, great developmental coach. He goes 9-4, 4 and 8 and then nine and four, but remember, eight and four. Uh, remember, this is a COVID year, so all those guys are coming back. So, North Carolina State is a team that plays Clemson on September 25th with all those coming back, guys coming back. This is what Chad Nolan was talking about. A game like this, uh, NC State may win. Yeah, well, they're the they're the toughest game on that Clemson schedule this whole year. They don't have North Carolina, Clemson does not have North Carolina on their schedule this year. NC State is the Best team, in my opinion, on their whole schedule. Yeah, yeah. So except they played Georgia week one, right? Right, they played Georgia week one, and yeah, Georgia besides, is on the up cycle. Yeah. Besides Georgia and ACC play, NC State. Uh, that's that's really the only other game that they're going to even be challenged in, in my opinion. Right, right, absolutely. Because again, Clemson's going to roll Florida State because they can't. Florida State cancel the game right before. Dabble Dabo has it out for him, so he's been, yeah. he's going to hide some plays and. Has that game circled in the now? One thing to look at is that coaches can only get their team super hyped up, running through walls three games a year. You can't just get everybody hyped up every game. So you got to look. Okay, which coach is going to hype up their team for what? So since Coach Sweeney uh, is indignant, right? Whether it's real or not, he's going to make it. So and they got a Florida game circle. So. Circle that uh, Clemson at Florida State to roll them, but on the opposite side, look for North Carolina, and, and especially with what Chad Nolan was saying before the podcast. Look for them to roll them, uh, not not blow them out or whatever, but cover the spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking a lot about Boston College. Boston College has eight back on defense, nine back on offense, and they have 125 career starts. And I was yep. very, very impressed with Jeff Hayes uh, Halfley. Uh, he's a guy who's coaching in the NFL a while, and then he went to Ohio State, did a great job there, got into the playoffs. And I love the way he handled Boston College last year. What are your thoughts on Boston College? Yeah, I think they're a, a team that's got a really big upside. Uh, they have a lot of experience at the quarterback position. Uh, they got a little bit of depth there. Um, they got five returners coming back on the O-line, I think four guys that have all conference um, accolades in the ACC. Uh, Boston College is a big market. Um, right. I see, uh, you know, I I see they have a, they're a team that has really high upside. You know, they're a team I think that could come out of nowhere and end up, you know, possibly end up in that ACC championship game that no one's really expected. 100%. You know, that hasn't really, hasn't really been there. So. 100%. I, uh, 100%. No, absolutely. I see them blowing out, coming to the spread. Colgan and UMass, and then at Clemson, uh, they might not win, but man, like Syracuse did a couple of times, they definitely will cover because Clemson 
only has 37 starters on the offensive line. They're great. They'll win. They'll dominate. But they won't come to those big lines. Maybe against yeah. the teams like, like definitely. Then you got a team that again two year cycles, right? So last year eight and five. The year before four and five. Last year they got eleven guys coming back on offense. Nine on defense. Again, a great developmental coach in Dave Clausen is a year. And they return, so you can look at 102 career starts. What are your thoughts on the Demon Deacons? Demon, yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're kind of in a similar boat, um, maybe slightly behind Boston College, but, but very similar. And right. five O-line returning, a lot of starts there. Um, quarterback, Hartman, uh, you know, he's, I think it's his third year there now. A lot of experience there at the quarterback position. Um, you know, I, they, you know, they, I, I personally work out with, with buddies that two buddies that are in the NFL from Wake Forest wide receivers. So I know they, they have the talent there. They get, uh, you know, Alex Bachman went to Wake Forest. He's with the right. Giants right now. He's been on the practice squad there for two, three years. And then, uh, Scotty Washington out of Wake Forest two years ago was on, drafted by the Bengals last year. He's still with the Bengals again this year, practice squad. So, um, you know, they got, they, 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 they've consistently been putting receivers and, in the NFL. So with that line, they got a couple of, you know, guys that we don't really know about yet that got that kind of talent, um, you know, with a quarterback like that, um, you know, they, they, they were a team that surprised last year. Um, you know, Hartman had a let down in the bowl game. It was a hometown homecoming for him, um, the location of that bowl game. And he kind of, uh, you know, he, you know, just three or four interceptions, you know, just kind of, right you know, shit the bed at his homecoming. And, you know, right. I, I think uh, with that sitting in his mouth all offseason, I'm sure he's been right. busting his ass and going harder than he ever has. And he cannot wait to get that taste out of his mouth. So um, their team, I think that's got a lot of upside that I'll be be looking to uh, to follow more than I fade for sure. I think starting out the year. Right. And you look at the Florida State game, you look at North Carolina and at Clemson. People are just betting the names, right? And every year is different. COVID is different. Did the guy have Moderna? Did the guy have Pfizer? If the guy had Moderna, you know he couldn't lift for a month after the second draft, right? Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of wild cards and a lot of inflated lines with all these starters coming back, especially early in the season before Vegas makes those lines. But at any time, uh, they have to look at people – See Wake Forest and Clemson, people just betting blindly Clemson and making a plus 45. And you look at Clemson, oh, they're not hurt. They got their guys. Chad Nolan just told you their 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 quarterback is legit. Go with the Demon Deacons. Now, a team that I've been following pretty much my whole life. Since Bobby Bonton went to our high school, did a summer practice in 90 degree heat, 100 percent humidity. Three hours. If you asked for water, said you were tired, you were kicked out. Call them Florida State criminals. Uh, but I do know, might be listening. William Floyd, bar none, won a Super Bowl with the 49ers, won a national championship with Bobby Bowden. Good friend. He's the color commentator for your Florida State criminals. They have 100%, 100 career starts. Coach Mike Norville, uh, played to flame at Arizona State, did a good job at it. And Memphis was really playing for this year. That's why he skipped out and uh, did Clemson wrong. They flew over there and they canceled the, the game at the last minute. 
So I see them to be much improved. They got 10 guys on offense, seven on defense. And before the podcast, we were talking about the quarterback, Blackman, who's a thrower, not a passer. So that's going to be the problem. Look for him to make that big turnover, right? But again, there's a lot of talent. Willie Tiger, who used to coach at USF, great judge of talent, horrible X's and O's guy. And bit him here at uh at Florida State, he's fired. I think Norville will do all right, but I agree with Chan Nolan, right? He's not going to win those big games at Clemson and at Florida. And the first game against Notre Dame, I don't think he'll do well either, but that game screams the under, right? All these early season games, they're playing basic sets. They want to save stuff for later in the season. They just want to get the basics right to start the season. What are your thoughts, Chen Nolan, on the Florida State criminals? Yeah, I mean, I, like we were talking before the podcast, uh, I think they're going to be able to do as good as as Blackman can do as a quarterback. I think they'll be able to right. run the ball. Uh, they got the line. They'll have the backs. They'll be able to run the ball. They're going to have a, a good, solid defense. But I think they're only going to be able to go as far as the trigger man can take them. And like you said, in those big games, I mean um, – you know, he's just he's he's not a true passer. He's just kind of a thrower. He's a good athlete back there. Um, so, yeah, that'll be. I mean, that'll be their limiting factor. And that it. I mean, it'll. I think he has the biggest influence. I mean, quarterbacks have the biggest influence on a team, regardless. They touch the ball more than anyone. But um, with that team, I think you know, even even it's amplified a little bit more. You know, he's gonna. Um, it's really gonna come down to that 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 quarterback play because I think they're gonna be pretty solid. You know you know, on that front front line, be able to run the ball. So right. see if they can mix it up and have a complete offense. Right. And look for them to go under uh, early and then over late. And then with your value in their games, you got to look at his play. Is he going to make that big turnover or not? Now, a great coach who does more with less is Scott Starterfield. He did a great job at Fletcher State. Remember, two-year cycles – uh, in five, four, and seven last year. This is going to hurt them, right? They only got six guys coming back on defense, seven on offense, and their career starts coming back on that offensive line. It's 95. So I still see them kind of putting themselves together. What are your thoughts? They have a good quarterback, though. But he's, again, another guy, Malik Cunningham, who's a thrower. He's not a passer. With those guys, you can only coach them up so much until they make that big tournament. That turnover, that happened with Lamar Jackson really in the playoffs. Right? Try to coach him up. He's trying to learn how to pass, but he made that big turnover to toss in the playoff game. What are your thoughts, Chad Nolan? Uh, I don't don't have much to add there. Yeah. So, Louisville, you got to be uh, ready for them. So, we're going to go orange. Syracuse Orange, uh, 10 on defense, 9 on offense. Another great coach, Dino Beavers. I see them making a big uh, – coming back this year, covering a lot. And they start the season nice and soft with Ohio, Rutgers, Albany, Lo- uh, Liberty, and Florida State. Look for them to cover four to five of those games because Dino Beavers is such a great uh, coach. And they've had 120 career starts – the offensive line. They went one in ten last year, so Vegas is gonna underestimate it. Your thoughts, Chad Nola. Yeah, I think 
I think you hit it on the head that corporate governance there at Syracuse with Dino Babers is, is top notch. And, uh, you know, they're definitely going to be undervalued based off, uh, last year. And I think, I think Babers is going to, you know, he's, he's, he's a good coach and he's going to get them, he's going to get, uh, them turned around and on the right track and definitely a follow team early in the season. They're going to, they're going to cover some spreads for sure. Right. Right. A hundred percent. So we'll for them to cover. North Carolina has 111 career starts coming back. You have 10 on defense, eight on offense. Mac Brown, legendary coach, won a national championship, Hall of Fame coach. They have great corporate governance with their team. Uh, look for them to cover in those big games, right? Against Florida State, against uh, Miami the next week, against Notre Dame, because he's always got his teams prepared for those big games because they probably into uh, marketing, right, for players. So those are the games where you're going to pick North Carolina to cover. What are your thoughts on the Tar Heels, Chandler? Yeah, I think corporate governance, Mac Brown, he's a beast. He's a guy that we want to follow. Um, a lot of starters returning. Sam Howe, Triggerman is a Heisman candidate preseason. Um, uh, and they did lose a few receivers, and they sent two running backs who were studs to the NFL. So I'm I'm a little curious to see the weapons that Hal has on that offense, right? In the backfield and receiver wise, early in the year, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be some backs and receivers that we don't know yet that are that are going to be you know going to be studs that come out. Um, but right now, I mean, I, I I don't know exactly what they're going to have weapon wise around Hal. So that'll be what I'm looking at early in the season in those first few games. What uh, what weapons do they have? What guys do they have to complement that trigger man? Um, you know, Mac Brown's a good coach. You know, he's going to develop and recruit well. So they're going to have guys there. But I'm just going to be looking to see because I don't know exactly what they have weapon-wise offensively. They got a great O-line and a great trigger man. Um, besides that, I need to see see the rest with my own eyes those first game or two. So Absolutely. We got to do our research on the North Carolina Tar Heels, but they'll, they'll cover in those big games. He figures out how to do it. Then you got Manny Diaz. I always follow these Cuban head coaches. She really shouldn't bet their games. DeAndre King, Manny thought he was going to win the Heisman Trophy or just be in it. He can be another guy who's a thrower, but he's a little bit better of a passer than most. They returned 190 career starts in that offensive line. They have a great offensive coordinator who has beaten. Nick Satan, right, when he was at uh, Auburn, he beat him three times, and he beat him big as an offensive coordinator for them to go to the national championship against Florida State. That's the first game of the season. I was thinking Alabama all the way, but with those 190 career starts in the offensive line, uh, 10 guys returning on defense, and Manny Diaz is a defensive guy, Oklahoma would win, but uh, maybe not cover. Appalachian State, look for them to cover them. Uh, as the season goes along, uh, I see Miami having another like eight and three year. What are your thoughts, Chad Noble? Yeah, um, man, they just haven't been able to get over the hump the last few years. They've been a good right. team, but they just haven't been able to get over that hump to win those one or two big games, you know, to really, uh, you know, make something big happen. Um, so yeah, I think this could be a year they do that with all those returners, um, you know, Trigger Man returning. Coach, you know, Manny Diaz has been around there for a little bit, building that program up. So, 
Um, yeah, we got to see. I mean, historically, the last few years, Miami's been a team, you know, you kind of want to fade in that in the big game. Um, at, at least I, I, I have been doing that the last two two seasons. So we'll just kind of see, you know, how how uh, how it shapes out or, you know, throughout the year. But um, they definitely have potential to, uh, you know, find themselves in the ACC championship and uh, have, have themselves a great season, and finally get over the hump and win a win a win a big game, win, win a big bowl game. Right. Big time, big time. So last, we go rapid fire, last five teams. They really mirror each other a lot. They have great coaches, developmental teams, and I think it's teams that we have to research, right? You've never been a team you haven't seen with your own eyes, but then you have the COVID factor. So you go Pitt Panthers, right? Uh, only 74 guys coming back from that on the offensive line. Six coming back on defense, eight on offense, which puts them at a different man if you go there. Those other teams coming back with a lot of guys. Uh, that's Pittsburgh. Virginia Tech, they have 106 coming back. they kind of been under disappointment. Justin Fuentes historically has been good, but he goes eight and five, then five and six last year after starting six and seven. So he's kind of on a hot seat there. Uh, nothing special, developmental program, but again, they only have seven on defense, eight on offense. Puts them at a disadvantage against the North Carolina states of the world. Yeah, Virginia. That, that was Virginia Tech, right? Yeah, Virginia Tech. Yeah, so I know, uh, I know their starting quarterback pretty well, Braxton Burmeister. He, uh, oh, wow. he's a talent. Um, runs well. He's uh, got a cannon. Um, I, I'm looking for them to be above 500 this year. Right. I think they'll, uh, you know, six and five, seven and four. I think they can. They're going to have themselves a good year. Um, Braxton is a stud. He's, he's, he's a good trigger man. Um, you know, good quarterbacks in college. You like to, you like to follow. Um, he's accurate. He's a very accurate passer. He runs four, five, four, four. Oh, wow. He, he can get out of the pocket, extend plays, um, he's from San Diego kid from La Jolla. Right. Um, so I, I, I do, uh, um, I, I, I like, I like Virginia tech, uh, you know, I watched them early on. I think they got some upside there. Um, with Braxton back there, you know, I think he's a potential first round talent. Okay. So, and they do have 106 guys coming back on, yeah. on the offensive line. He yeah. can mitigate because remember, if quarterback makes three first downs with his legs, yes, teams win 70% of the time. Yeah. He, even though he can run, he's not a thrower. He's literally a pass. Yeah. He's very, he's very similar to my brother in, in style. Um, so yeah, I mean they're 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 the same, you know. They'll probably be coming out for the draft the same year. Um, but yeah, I like I, Braxton's a stud. So I mean, I'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye out on Virginia Tech um, and him and uh, and that offense and and seeing how they are early on because if that defense is rocking and they can get that offense going, I think they could be a dark horse, a wild card team to be a, a pretty good 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 contender in the in the ACC. Right, no big time. And Bud Foster always has a great defense. He retired. So, uh, Justin Hamilton no, got taught by the best. So, look at them to cover, have some games in the under as so they can control the ball and Burmeister gets them in the right play. Look for them to cover against Notre Dame and at Miami. Mm -hmm. The under and covering those big games. Uh, the Yellow Jackets, they change from a wishbone to a conventional offense. 117 career starts starting at O-line. Uh, corporate governance. Jeff Collins is a great coach, great defensive coach. 
They went three and seven last year after going three and nine. So look for a big year from them as they return 10 guys on defense. Jeff Collins is a defensive coach. Look for them to cover a lot of games, a lot of their games to go under. Chad Nolan. Unders, unders, unders. Yep. I, uh, I, yeah. So I was in the college program. We switched from a triple option to right. a spread. I did that and it was absolutely it two years. It, it took three, it took four years probably before the, the switch was able getting new personnel in there. So right. I'm looking for the offense to be rough defense to be great. Like you said, I think unders with them are going to be amazing. They're probably right. going to go 5% on the unders. Right. Um, uh, and I, I, I don't know. They're probably a team I'm personally looking to fade more than follow. I don't know if right. I just have a personal bias with. with no, not at all. I, I'm with you on that experience that I've had, but I just, I, it's that transition from, I think the triple option to the spread takes a full four years to fully transition. Um, and they're going into year three, correct? Right, but I think the defense will keep them close, so that's what yeah. we're going to look at it. The yeah. under, the under looks good with yeah. these guys. Yeah, so the defense will definitely help keep them um, covering some games for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, are I they going to get tired at the end and maybe not not cover the spread, but definitely get that under. Get those you know unders, I mean? yeah, yeah, because they're going to be on the field. From based on what you're saying, they're going to be on the field all game. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be on the field all game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll close with the Virginia Cavaliers and Duke. Again, these are great coaches. They're more often than not, they'll figure out a way how to cover. But, again, they only return eight on offense, six on defense. Uh, they have, let's see here, four starters back. And they have 122 career starts on the offensive line. So that's something to look at. Uh, Coach Mendehall, Virginia. And then you have your Duke Blue Devils. And returners on the offensive line are important for them because they dropped to 91, right? So that's why they're looking to be the last team in the ACC. Only eight on offense and eight on defense coming back from a developmental program. This guy's a coaching legend. So he, he gets time to develop guys who's not in a rush with Duke. What are your thoughts on Virginia and Duke? You know, honestly – not had the opportunity to read up on those two teams too much yet. I do not have too much input there. No. So, so just bet on them, especially Duke, to get blown out. Yeah. Uh, but Virginia researched the game most likely than not because he's, he's a great coach. Bruce Bendehol will be able to cover the spread. So that is your ACC. And that is your Big 12, man. That's a lot of information to monetize. What are your final thoughts, uh, Shannon? I think we we went through every team and gave some good information. And uh, I definitely got some more research on a few teams I need to do. And uh, I think you opened my eyes to just, you know, I'm always learning from you, the corporate governance and new stuff and uh, the history of these coaches as I, I'm getting into it. But, uh, yeah, man, I think we did good. And call it a night. Call, call it a show. Wrap it on up. Wrap it on up, but we always say like Winston Churchill, it's always a business decision now. When you get older, it's better to give, it's better to get than to give. Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Podcast.